So get this out of my mouth first. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the beginning of the next episode. That's great. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I can also hear myself, which I don't like. Put it closer to your uh, mouth. Yeah. Like bend it this way. It'll bend. Bend it. Yeah, those are whole, whole sequences. But that's what she said. Well, that is a pretty good sequence. A lot of options for that's what she said. Oh, especially with the pizza in your mouth. Don't do that. Especially with the pizza in your mouth. Yeah, pizza. If you're borrowing someone's okay, public service announcement. If you're going to drink after someone's bourbon or any other drink, don't have food in your mouth. All bourbon smells that way, buddy. That's why I let you have some so that you don't want it. (laughs) My 15-year-old son, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Something. So. Some, they're getting hot and heavy out there about something. Yeah. So uh, Tyler and I are sitting at his house. This is the second time I've been to his house, formally introduced for the first time. So uh, it's been a long-running joke. That's not the garage. It's been a long-running joke in this uh, relationship since he's moved in that <laughs> uh, we hadn't actually been invited over. So this is episode three of the... Bourbon hunters, and uh, now we're back home from our trip on the Bourbon Trail, and we're going to discuss uh, reviews of the different distillery tours that we did, uh, reviews of some of the gift shops that we went to, and also uh, talk about Whis- Westport Whiskey and Wine, one of the shops that we went to. They had a lot of barrel picks, and uh, we're going to try out some of the bourbons that we bought along the way. So, what was your favorite? Overall experience. We'll get into the distillery tours here in a minute, but what was your favorite overall experience? Tour and gift shop, everything all together. Probably Buffalo Trace. Um, their little village, if you want to call it that campus, is probably the best. It just looks like it has so much yeah. history. And it just has a lot of character to it. Yeah. Well, Maker's Mark is the same way. But the brick, Rick houses, that was kind of neat. Yeah. Because everywhere else was pretty much just metal. Yeah. But those brick rick houses, you could see the, what was it, the fungus? Is that what they said it was, or, or bacteria? So it was, um, what did they say was it? It was the black that basically looks like, you know, fire residue on the wall. But, but it's actually, it's, it's, a, it's a fungus, fungus a that grows on there. Basically, what, what is it? It eats it away consumes, at the alcohol. It consumes the and basically uh, alcohol gets drunk or something and, like that. What did they say? Basically, the fungus basically gets drunk and can't leave the... The wall, something, or it just grows there because yeah. it's it's got because the that's right what it feeds off or something. It, yeah, the right. But it grows uh, in the trees. It doesn't kill them. It's not harmful to anything. Right. 
And that was one of the things they said, if you know how long, unless they clean the walls, a Rick house has been around. Yeah, and that's but also how that's why makers, that's why makers paint their black. The, yeah, there's a yeah. black. But you, they do have new Rick houses that don't have any on them. They have some right. really old ones that are covered. Well, one of the places we went to like that was Heaven Hill. Remember they had yeah. the white uh, Rick houses and then you could tell the ones that had been around a while yeah. had all that. Uh, what was the most it? uninviting campus? Oh, shoot. On an... hmm. Heaven Hill, maybe. And also, will it? What are they talking about? I have no idea. Uh, but Brylan just overreacts to everything oh, all yeah. the time. So does my wife. Though, uh, okay. So wonder, yeah, he wonder overreacts to her overreaction. Um, that's a good question. I would say maybe, uh, maybe will it, to be honest. Yeah. I, I like their gift shop, but it was, well, it was hard to find for yeah. one off the road and it was like a yep you if you weren't really paying attention you could drive right yep. by it and we did <laughs> but it, yeah but it was also it was a cool it was a nice looking gift shop no the gift shop was yeah awesome. the, but that was brand new but driving up yeah. to it i felt and it's also it looks like a small it's a very small distillery so well relatively speaking you also didn't i you didn't like wild turkey until we got yes wild turkey also was like well it kind of felt like you were driving into it like an industrial parking lot yeah and, or yeah. like an industrial complex and then you get to the and it's also newer more modernized right um and i i felt like wild turkey was one of those places that's been around for a while and i know if i remember correctly it wasn't until like the 90s or the yeah. early 2000s that this bourbon trail thing yeah. became a thing and i feel like some of these places have been retrofitted to be yes. more welcoming to it's like a welcome center yeah it's, and yep. I, I bet you that that's why when we drive drive drove by all that stuff that that what we saw was probably yeah there before this became a big well thing. they you know i'm sure they realize like people like going to the tours and you know they want to walk away with something i mean outside of gifts like you know to walk away with a nice bottle of booze is yeah. is great um so Four Roses was interesting because it, it, it had a more of a Spanish feel. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah. And, and I don't know the history of Four Roses, so I don't so know, I don't know if there. it has like some sort of, you know, Spanish history in the making, but it definitely has like a, a Spanish feel to it. Yeah, the architecture, everything yep, kind the, of the colors. Spanish, yeah. Yep. So let's get into the distillery tours. Um, so for the distillery tours, we did do Buffalo Trace. We did Maker's Mark, and we did Angel's Envy. Mm. Angel's Envy was not a planned stop, um, and it wasn't a planned uh, tour, but we ended up being way ahead of schedule, yeah. so we did that. So let's talk about the tours themselves. We'll talk about the, the gift shops separately. What, did you, what was your favorite tour? So they all had a uniqueness about them, but they all went over pretty much the same thing. I'm going to say Buffalo Trace, and, and the only reason is because... I really, really enjoyed the character of the um, the tour guide. And so I think he did such a good job that he made it. But then you're also, so much of the tour also has to do with the distillery itself. So me, on one hand, enjoying the campus of, of Buffalo Trace, the history, um, you know, love so much of their of their bourbons. That it just makes, and then you have a, an awesome tour guide giving you the history at the same time. It just made it phenomenal. And what, um, what was his name again? It was Haynes, like Logan Haynes. Yeah, or like, like that. Logan Haynes. I'm, uh, Logan Haynes. I think that's 
I think that's what his name was. It was definitely Hans. Yeah, but he, said you could call he had him a normal job, and he was a he was one of he was on their he tasting was on their panel. Tasting panel, yeah. And which was a crazy story to hear how yes, you have to do to be, get to become so a in order to get a taster, you have to do a test, a blind taste test to all nineteen of their different bourbons. Well, but before that, remember you had the, the first test you had was that you had to actually taste. I think they gave you a blind of four. And you had to tell them which ones were the youngest. You had to order them from youngest to oldest correctly. And you had to get 100%. And then when you did the one you were talking about, the 19, you had to get 100% of those correctly. You had to say, this one was Buffalo Trace. This one was Weller's. This one was Weller's. Eagle Rare 17. Exactly. You know? And that's just incredible that's, for 17 and, and could, not get one wrong. He said it took him a few years to get to that point. Yeah, but and that's, I, I don't, I don't doubt it. I mean, yeah. I'm just now getting into the tasting and, and having them neat, and I'm starting to notice subtle characteristics. But I'm, I might be able to not. do that with fat, fast food burgers, but <laughs> for sure, yeah, no doubt about that. I could, I could easily do a blind. This is Chick Fil A. Uh, this is <laughs> definitely a Wendy's, right? So I guess for me, Buffalo Trace was probably my favorite, but. Uh, for all the exact same reasons you said, it just you, you feel like you're at a historic location. They let you know that it's a historical location. And like you said, all, th- all three of them, and I'm sure all of them do this, probably just because they don't know what other tours you've done, mm-hmm. but they give you a nice rundown of what it takes to be bourbon, some of the history of bourbon outside of their, in, you know, their distillery itself. So you get generic information, but then they really get into their history and their information. And I liked Buffalo Trace. That was probably my favorite. Angel's Envy, I think, the thing I really enjoyed about that was, was the tasting. tasting. Yeah. Yep. The guy going through and, and telling us how uh, judges who mm-hmm. do bourbon judging, um, how they do their taste. That was really interesting. Yep. And now, I, now that I'm doing things like this, I've actually incorporated that into mine as well. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, so, the, this, this, the steps that he take are identical to how a bourbon would be judged outside of drinking it versus spitting it out. Right. But it was different to hear him. You know, I've, I've had, I've gone to like a winery and they're like, hey, this is how you, yep. you're, you taste it. This is what you do. Um, I've never been introduced that to, for bourbon. Anyway. And so that was a unique part of Angel's Envy that you, we got in chunks um, at different distilleries, but not as detailed. Um, one, they served a, a chocolate with it to yeah. finish it, which really brought out different notes. Right, because it, it was well. like an orange flavored chocolate. Yep. So. He, he made you drink it uh, neat, and then he came around and added an ice. And he also, you know, he talked about, hey, you don't want to over chill and and, and lose all the flavors or chill of it. it too quickly yeah either. chill yeah, too quickly either thing, yeah. um so he went into you know basically he put a, a small piece of ice in there you swirled it to get it to melt a yep. little bit yeah yep and then you and then you had it but like because they said if you if you chill it too quick it'll sh- it'll close down the flavor yeah but if you cool it down a little bit but add a little bit of water by you know the ice melting it can open up the yeah. flavors and it was really interesting because I really did taste a difference from the first tasting to, and they had you, you know, first taste it, swirl it around your mouth, get that visceral, you know, feeling or sensation and get your mouth prepared basically for the, for the alcohol. And then you did another quick taste 
and then a th I think he said by the third one, right, was when you could yes. start picking yep. things out of it. And that was different because I want to say at Buffalo Trace or Makers, when they were going over the tasting, they were like, hey, the second taste is where you start to really right. be able to. And you, Which and you it could. it probably is. Yeah. But the third one, I definitely noticed yes. a difference, like yes. Angel's Envy said. But the one thing that I thought was interesting that I've started using now in my tasting is the guy at Buffalo Trace was the one who told us to hold it below your nose, but breathe through your mouth. Yes. Yep. So he said, place the, the glass above your top lip, then breathe through your mouth. And then that will actually kind of vacuum smell in through your nose to your tongue. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I enjoyed the maker's mark one as well. Um, I thought the tour guide was really good and you got to see the 46, which was yep. really cool. And, and I never knew that's how 46 was I didn't made. Either. That was kind of interesting. Yep. Um, but it was really neat to see the differences like Angel's Envy, for example, had when they had their distillate sitting in the uh, ferment, fermenters or whatever, or it wasn't distillate yet. I guess it was, it was fermenting. They had them all closed. Just, yeah. So it was closed lid um, versus like, for example, Maker's Mark where it was open. open. Yep. So it was open air and you could feel the heat come out yep. of it, which was really neat. Which was unique because you actually you put your finger in there and it wasn't hot. You could only feel the heat from the chemical reaction. Right. The liquid itself was cool, but just your hand over top of the liquid was warm because of that chemical reaction. Yeah, that was neat. Um, but I did, so I did enjoy all three of the tours for sure. I thought they were very similar, but at the same time, you know, they, they each had their unique things about them. They gave us bourbon balls at the end of the Maker's Mark tour. Oh, that was phenomenal. They gave us, at Buffalo Trace, they gave us the bourbon something, like with the almond on top. Yep. What was that? Yep. Like a bourbon chocolate or something? Yeah, I actually still have some. You want one? Oh, did you? <laughs> uh, but, so, Buffalo Trace was cool because they gave us, uh, they gave us the Wheatley's Vodka to start with. Then they gave us the Buffalo Trace. Then they gave us the Eagle Rare. Then they gave us yeah. the bourbon cream. And then they gave you a little I wanna, bit of I want to go give... Um, Trina, one of those. What the chocolates? Hold on. Oh, did yeah, she ever yeah. get to have one? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I don't know. I think she did when we did the tour, but she'll like it probably. Did I'll, she? I like one as well. Okay. <laughs> so get this out of my mouth first. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the beginning of the next episode. That's great. <laughs> So would you agree with the maker's mark? Like that was, it was a good tour, mm -hmm. but so like, I don't think it was a bad tour, but I yeah. think the other two were better. Yeah. So we went to, on our trip, we went to a lot of different uh, gift shops. And so we, I mean, we went to a whole bunch of distilleries and we only did the three tours. So we went to Buffalo Trace. We went to Old Forester. Angel's Envy, Maker's Mark, Willet, Heaven Hill, Four Roses, Woodford Reserve we didn't go to, but I've been to that one separately, and then Wild Turkey. So of those, what would you call, what would you say was your favorite gift shop? Oh, great question. Great question. How do we want to break it down? Like the actual gift shop, the experience of the gift shop, or like how did it look? How welcoming was it? What kind of you know things that they had for sale? All that kind of stuff. Available bourbon, even. Yeah. Uh, well, while you're makers, thinking about it, yeah. Oh, go ahead. If you're ready, I I do like makers. Um, 
getting to to buy 101, which um, you know I, I do like makers a lot, and so getting to buy their 101, which you can only buy in the gift shop or internationally, that was nice. But also the added touch of getting to dip it was like a really really cool experience. Um, they had some other really really awesome additives to like a a bar, um, just gifts in general. Yeah, I felt like they all had that to some degree. Yeah, like the top of a of a bourbon barrel mm-hmm. that had their stamp on it, or or something like that. Finished, made into a lazy susan, mm-hmm. different things like that. So I thought they all had that. So from that perspective, I thought they were all pretty common, pretty even. But I, the experience at Maker's Mark, it didn't cost anything extra if you yeah. wanted to dip your own bottle. So they had pre-dipped bottles, which was really cool, and then they had bottles that you could pick that were not dipped yet and then dip them yourself yep that was really neat mm-hmm. now i know that mine ended up just being a big blob of, of red <laughs> wax mine turned out great yours turned out awesome yeah mine is okay it's got a big long tendril that goes all the way down to the table which is unique and cool yeah it is and but it's also you can just tell it was kind of like eh, too much it was way too much wax but that experience was really neat um i would say from an availability of bourbon perspective Old Forester, I was pretty happy with. Yeah, um, they had and it had like everything. a modern feel to it as well with the the lit walls yeah. and yeah, they had everything except for like their, yeah. their bourbon uh, or birthday bourbon and one other. I uh, that I feel like Old Forester is getting cheated here a little bit from us. It's not one that we've really really talked about much. But do you remember the the guy in the gift his shop? Name, his name, but he was great. He was phenomenal. Like yeah. he was. You like know, we went to Buffalo to Trace day. first on, yeah. on Friday, but like he was a very good intro to get us pumped for the rest of the yeah. day. Yeah, because he told us some cool things. Um, we were when he took us up to the bottling room. Yeah, yeah, he took us up to the bottling we didn't room. Do the which tour. yeah, we didn't do the tour, but like he's like, hey, come on, guys, and he took us up there and he got to show us all of Old Foresters, their whole lineup, yeah, basically, which was their birthday bourbon, but also their president's president's, president's choice selection or yeah. choice or something like president's that. President's yeah. choice. Which is rarer than their birthday bourbon. Right. And those Uh, are the only two they didn't have there, actually. Um, And we had come the day after repeal day. And uh, so it was kind of neat that that they had everything there. I didn't think I'd find 1910 there. I didn't think I'd find Statesman there. But I was able to get both of those bottles there. uh, Plus pick up a bottle for uh, for Aaron, uh, one of my buddies. So that was kind of cool. Um, But you're right, though. Like, I think that definitely put them on the map for me from a from a uh, gift shop perspective, because that guy was just working behind the counter and came out and just started talking to us, started showing us different things, started taking us around to different uh, areas inside of the building, and then took us up into that bottling area. And that, like you said, that was the second place we went to that day, but it, but it was a great experience because he was so welcoming and so uh, just kind of nice to show us everything. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, I mean... All the other ones, I, there were a couple that we just kind of ran in and out of. Like Heaven Hill, we weren't in there very long. Um, we went in and looked around to see if they had anything we wanted. And then just because we were on a time crunch, it was near the end of the day, we took off and went from there to Willet um, because we definitely knew we wanted to go to Willet. Um, yeah. We don't have the the most accurate you know, snapshot of Heaven Hill, you or, know, they didn't, really, I mean, they really. had, did they, 
I want to say they had barrel proof there, um, but that was probably their their best, uh, you know, availability. Yeah. They didn't have a lot of stuff there that they make. Yeah, in the gift shop, which was surprising. One I think that truly surprised me and that I really really enjoyed might even be one of my favorites. Buffalo Trace, for whatever reason, I just really enjoyed, but Wild Turkey. Yeah. When we pulled well, in, I was really disappointed, and then when we got yes. finally down to the to the gift shop area. Well, I didn't even want to go. Remember, remember when I was like, oh my gosh, this place looks like shit. Yeah. And then we pulled in, and I was like, ah, fine, I'll go in. And you gave me shit like right away, because, you know. Uh, <laughs> Don't judge a book by its Yeah. Jimmy Russell was there signing, and then instantly you're like, oh, gotta get a bottle, gotta get a bottle. I wasn't going to get yep. a bottle. Yep. Because we had just picked up Kentucky Spirit. Yeah, well, there was West nothing was that we needed, because yeah. we're like, we have everything. But the only, actually, the only reason we went there was to get Adam a bottle. Yeah. And if we wouldn't have needed that, we, we would have been like, no, there's no reason for us yeah, to Yeah, because we were originally going yeah. to go to Woodford Reserve. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, obviously, Wild Turkey has a history and, and whatnot. Um, I don't know that I've ever had Russell's to, to comment on that, but I've got Russell single barrel. It's yeah. pretty good. So there was no, there was nothing drawing me, drawing me there. And you know, him, him needing a bottle, uh, is when we went there and we realized like this place is actually super cool. It's brand new, or at least it appears that it way. Seemed, it was newish. And anyway. if you bought a drink, this is. The other cool part, if you bought a drink, you got a free rock glass. Right. So got some drinks, went out on the patio. Just hung out. They had a really cool view, which would have been really neat, yep. I think, in the fall. In the fall or the summer, yep. Um, you were looking out, out over the river, which I don't know what river it was, but whatever. It was Kentucky pretty, River. It might have been. It, and it had is that a, a river? Nice, uh, it is, yeah. It has a nice, that's actually the one that goes, I think, by uh, a lot of the- Like Wild like Turkey goes Frank, right by Wild Frankfurt yep. and stuff like that. Which we were close to that, so it could have been that river. But I, it was just a really nice uh, gift shop. I mean, they had some really cool decorations. Yep. They had, you know, they had the glasses and everything that everyone else has, the Glen Cairns and all that stuff. Um, you know, t-shirts. They had and one of the coolest, but... or what stuck out as a cool display uh, for the bourbons, because they had the the two half barrels that were like open with uh, a wood fixture on top of it. It was just a cool yeah, experience. Yeah, I've actually got that a picture would, of that. I'll post that on the uh, on the blog. You would you would really enjoy that as like a a piece to have in the basement. Oh yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I, I showed it to my wife. She thought it was a little too much. Oh okay, <laughs> of course. But uh, yeah, so I, I think it's too much training. <laughs> what was really cool, I thought, Old Forester and Angels Envy had a little bit more of a modern feel to them. And so that was neat in, a, in their own right. And I liked how um, the Angels Envy Tour, and again, this isn't, it kind of ties into the gift shop, but they had everything available to Angels Envy. Yeah. Um, they had the cask strength, which surprised me. They had the yeah. rye and they had their regular. And they had plenty of bottles of the cask strength too. They had, yeah, they had plenty. Um, but what I thought was really neat is their entire facility was all self-contained, except we didn't really see their rickhouse, I guess. We saw Yeah, yep. And then they and then we found out they do their rye through MGP uh, across yep. the river, yeah. So um but they said they're about to expand and do bring the rye production in house. Yep. So where, do you know where the rickhouses are? I think they had some there, but not nearly Really? Yeah. They because remember we went through that one section and they had some Sure, stuff, yeah. But it wasn't 
I don't think that's their main Rick house. I wonder where they're at. I have no And idea. I wonder if they would ever consider moving or if they're just so well known to be downtown Louisville. That's got to bring a lot of people there. More sure. Than, you know, because if you go to Louisville, you've got a few places right there. Yeah. Without having to travel 20 minutes between places. Yep. And also, Mictors is right there. You have Old Forester. Old Forester was right there, yeah. Um, who else is? There's some other ones, too. I don't remember all of them. but And then there's some craft ones, I think, that are also in Louisville, too. Who makes Henry McKenna? I don't know. It's sitting right up there, man. Why don't you look at it? Well, check it out. It's too far away. Oh, we'll check it out. <laughs> but I think, from the, for the most part, what, what I would like to do, as I think, and this, this trip kind of opened this up for me, is I think, I would like to go down and, and do like the gift shops like we did, just kind of see what they have in stock. But I think I'd like to pick a couple of places and do tours at each place. Yeah. One of the things that I loved about Buffalo Trace is their tour was free. Yep. All of their tours are free. Yep. You just have to, if it's not their regular Trace tour, you have to get a reservation. Sure. Um, the hard hat one would be fun to do. I, they, I think they all yeah. would be. They even have a, a haunted one or yeah. something like that. I think... I think Frankfurt would be cool in the wintertime, like seeing some of the different things you could do around in the wintertime, but also in the summer or fall, like when it was, not that it was cold for us, but a little bit warmer, a little bit earlier in the fall would have been a little bit better. Or like a mid to late fall, early to mid spring, I think would be neat to see. So piggybacking on what you're saying like to do one or two tours and experience it but it would be cool to go down and see the town of frankfurt a little bit more in detail lexington as well and go to different bourbon bars yeah experience those hit more like this time we did a lot of gift shops in a couple tours but it'd be better to or not better but it would be different to also find some unique liquor stores as well some of the hidden gems that have those bottles that yeah you know no one knows about well, and a lot of times you find those at just the off the off the path. Yeah, like you know, that one road that we took to Maker's Mark, <laughs> which is in the last podcast, which you still haven't listened to. We talked about that part where they built the road. <laughs> there was a, the literally barn. a house right in the middle of the road, <laughs> uh, and then there was a an RV that basically just broke down, and they decided to live there. I guess it was much nicer than the house. It was like that a hundred thousand dollar RV, and maybe a twenty thousand yeah. dollar house. That just that was that blew me away. So we did, we, we had plans to stop at more liquor shops. Yeah. We did stop at Westport Whiskey and Wine. We would have Friday if we weren't so just crashed. Yeah. We had been driving all day. We ended up doing a tour we didn't expect to do. Did you count the miles? I, no, but I'll, I'll post it. I'll do a Google thing of all the places we went and I'll post it on the blog. That'll be uh, interesting to see. It might even be the, that might be the cover image of this podcast. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. What do you? Uh, what did you think of Westport Whiskey and Wine, though? I, before you even go there, I thought the coolest part was that they had dollar tastes yes. of all of their barrel picks. So you could anything that they had is, had already selected, and supposedly they have the most barrel picks of any place in Kentucky. And if you wanted to try any one of their barrel picks, you just paid a dollar. Now, if you bought what you tasted, you didn't have to pay the dollar. You just bought the bottle. Yeah. Which was awesome, and I wish we would have experienced the tasting room of Westport, but here's the other thing. The reason why we didn't was 
we didn't want to go back there and taste something awesome and, and almost be, you know, butthurt that we couldn't buy it right yeah, then. Yeah, because they had some yeah. things in the tasting room. Like they had no rock, they had rock, uh, rock Hill Farms, which I I but loved when when we uh, when we went to the bar, but they didn't have it in stock. So right. I would have been, you know. I would have been pissed if I would have got to taste it there and then been like, oh, can't buy the bottle. Yeah, completely agree. And but, it's such a cool concept yeah. to have a, a liquor store that has a tasting room that's part of it so you can taste something before you buy it. Yes. Especially if it's something you've never yeah. tried before. Or if it's a barrel pick so you can get their, you know, their pick. Yeah. And um, we didn't get the the prices on the, the, the tastings as well. We didn't. So. We didn't even go back in that yeah, room. It wasn't and even... in fact, it's kind of funny because that's the whole reason I chose to go there. Yeah. They, oh, they have a tasting room. They have a tasting room, yeah. yeah. But then when we got there, they I was so overwhelmed with all the bourbon they had. And they had other stuff, too. They had wine. They had vodka. They had It was a regular liquor store slash wine store. Yeah. But they had a ton of barrel picks. Yeah. That was really That cool. was the most unique thing about it was the amount of barrel picks they had. Right. And so, so we, I think that, is that your, this is the one you got from Westport Whiskey, right? Yeah. So it says it right there. Right on the label. Yep. But, um. Barrel number 19-0209. So I think that was, that store was probably my favorite liquor store I've ever been in. Um, and I had heard about it on the podcast that I listened to called The Bourbon Road. And, you know, they talked about, they had the owner come on, they talked about it, they talked about their tasting room, talked about how many, you know, picks they have in the store. So I thought that was just kind of a neat sounding place. And when we went there, I was, I was pretty overwhelmed with all the selections they had there were some things i'd never even heard of there were their, their prices were all over the place though like they had some things that were what you would expect to pay in ohio and then they had some things that were just kind of a little more expensive than things in ohio then they had some stuff that was truly marked up in my opinion um but yeah so westport whiskey and wine is in what was it northeast louisville is that what it was it was off of like what was it 465 or something yep, whatever the outbound yep. is um but it was in northeast uh louisville and again it was just kind of one of those places i i hadn't told you where we were going yet i just i had heard about it and i wanted to you know just kind of not really surprise you but you know it was your birthday weekend so i was trying to get some yeah. places there and then uh when we first started talking about staying in lexington or i'm sorry louisville there's a uh, speakeasy that I wanted to go to mm. that we didn't get a chance to go yeah. to. It was called uh, Heaven. Uh, what is it? Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a, it's basically a speakeasy, and I think it's like a candy shop in the entrance. And you have to tell them you're there for the bar, and then they open the door and you go down a flight of stairs, and it's like this old school, um, I don't know, like mahogany and books. You know, makes yep. you think of yep. Anchorman. You know, um, but it. It sounded really, really neat. Just kind of a cool place to kind of go to. So, so what? Anything what to add about Westport Whiskey and Wine? Well, I wanted to kind of talk about uh, what we bought. Um, and then I also wanted to maybe open up some Angel's Envy uh, cask strength and taste that. And uh, I was going to let you pick one that we would open up and try of your collection. So what did you, what did you bring to the mix, uh, mix? Well, earlier we had a pot still. Yeah, yeah. Before Definitely, which, started. you know, like, it's, it's crazy because you, you hear the people that talk about it and they're like, some are like, it tastes like piss. And, love it or, you know, love it or some are like, it, yeah. oh, I love it. Right. Um, I enjoy it. But you didn't get that on this trip, right? No, no. So what, um, did, what did you bring to the table for from this trip? Uh, we have Wild Turkey Kentucky Spirit Single Barrel. And where did you buy that? 
Westport Wine and Whiskey. Whiskey and Wine. Whiskey and Wine. Perfect. Whis- and it's whiskey, an actual whiskey. barrel pick from them. It's a single barrel yep. uh, pick from them. Yeah. So let's go ahead and open up the uh, Angel's Envy. And we'll take a quick drink of that. And uh, so just to kind of give you a little lead into this, the alcohol by volume 61.2%, which means the proof is 122.4. Uh, the bottling year is 2019, and uh, this is bottle number 3045 from batch number 68. So, really cool bottle. It looks a lot like their regular bottle, um, but they have like a little metal kind of plaque on the front of it that's handwritten the proof and the, and the uh, alcohol in the bottling year. Mm-hmm. And then it's also handwritten on the uh, bottle, like which number it is and which batch it's from. So pretty cool bottle. It's got the, you know, the, the typical angel wings on the back that you can kind of see through from the front. And it says Angel's Envy, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in port wine barrels. So pretty cool. Um, How much do you think you'll hold on to that bottle? Like not, After it's done? No, like um, or not like, drink it. Oh, I'll probably only drink it every so often. Yeah. Um, well, the, the other thing is, is you can try to, I mean... The bottle is definitely not cheap MSRP wise, but you can try to get a 2021, you know, 2021. Right. So you can so, say yeah, like, hey, this will last a once a year, year bottle, basically. Yeah. Um, what I loved about it is it comes in this really nice box that has like a magnetic seal. So the lid comes off, but it's like magnetically sealed to the rest. And yeah. they've, they've really taken the time to craft the box. It's got the same type of style you would think that the bottle would have. A lot of, um, you know, just kind of decorative touches to it tells you which year it's from and then it's got uh, basically this kind of uh, felt uh, case inside of it and it's got like a thing that locks around the, the neck so it can't fall out um, that you have to take off before you even pull it out of there but uh, let's uh, as you take a quick sip of this I'm going to read off what it says the tasting note should be so it's saying it uh, should be light notes of apples and honey as well as peach Ap- uh, apricots overripe banana and black tea and that it opens into a toasted oak with a slight char and faint floral notes. So do you get any of that? That's the nose. I think I get I think I get the honey and the peach. Do you get anything on the on the nose? I definitely don't get um the peach. Smell mine. See if you get anything from that. Just because mine's empty, <laughs> so there's just the basically the the remnants of it in there, and it's it's a little. I mean, more it definitely subtle. smells different. Yeah, because it's a little more subtle. It's yeah. Not, I'm not. And mind you, I had water at its mind, so yeah, sure. So I almost get more of a floral sense in yeah, mine. Yeah, I, I get floral a lot. That's usually the first thing I get, and and again, we're not super trained on the palate, um, but uh, floral is usually the first thing I I pick up. So do you catch anything from that? I mean, it says on the palate that you should have big honey flavor with apples, butterscotch, toffee, mellow vanilla notes, and a hint of oak and toast. The oak and toast, definitely. Yeah, I get the um, oak and toast for sure. It's definitely a nice, um, strong barrel flavor. And that cask strength, I mean, it, it really comes through. You've got, uh, there's a, a strong visceral, you know, like ethanol flavor for sure. Um, and And when you cut it down a little bit with the ice i think that brought everything out that, yeah, nicely it really did yeah I, when i tasted it it was a, it really opened everything up it didn't chill too fast so it, it kind of stayed yeah. and and now it's back to room temperature with you know cut down in the water so yeah. which adds a whole nother you know 
tasting to it because you have once it's chilled has the water in it which you know the water is the big thing right um but when you take the chilled out of it and it, a little bit it's almost gives it a third taste to it yeah completely agree what do you think is that i mean you, you want to try this again yeah you're a fan of this right i mean yeah you, absolutely you like the cast strength yep. a lot. and you had had it before um I'd never had it until tonight. Yeah. So this first, is first really time I had it. Um, if you're in Columbus, Ohio, Martini, Cameron Mitchell restaurant, one of my favorites. Um, go there all the time. And uh, I went with a friend, Michael, um, and his husband works at uh, Martini. Um, so he was, his husband was serving us. I was having dinner with Michael and the GM. And, you know, Michael tipped him off that I, I like bourbon. I'm like, oh, which one do you have? And, um, you know, John, Michael's husband, said that we have, you know, cast strength and had it earlier. And I was like, hey, that's, you know, that's one I would love to try. Um, and I forget what they were selling it. Was that like $40? For no, a- I think it was a little bit. I think it was less. Was it? So, so nothing outrageous for, you know, the MSRP on the bottle sure. itself. Um, you know, you would say that. like standard restaurant prices. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know the GM walked by and and put a glass of it on the table for me and uh, it was phenomenal. I I liked it. You know the second I had it. Yeah, I, and again, this is the first night I've ever had it. Um, I really liked it a lot. I think it was. Um, it tastes like Angel's Envy. Yeah, it just tastes like a strong Angel's Envy. Yes. Um, and your cut down version is still really good. But it's still what I liked about your cut down version, different than regular Angel's Envy, is. I felt like the finish still stayed there. Yeah. It still has a good finish to it. So like, I mean, this says it should have a lingering medium length finish that doesn't overstay its welcome. I don't feel like that changed after you watered it down a little. Nope. Um, and I, I agree with that completely. That's, that's how I would probably describe the finish. It's, yeah. it's a nice finish. It's a strong finish, but it, but it's not, but it's not lingering. Yeah. You know? It doesn't stay there for yep. 10 minutes. And and I would say that the, you know, we can kind of compared it to the Elijah Craig barrel proof a little bit earlier where I think that the Elijah Craig did last a little bit longer. Yeah. The Elijah Craig was uh, what it was stronger yes, too, Yeah, but it, what I did like about the Elijah Craig, and I think you mentioned this was that it was heavy in the mouth. It had a yes. really full mouth taste, um, but it was complex while being, it wasn't just pure liquor. It had some complexity. It had some flavor to it. It was really nice. Let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, Unicorn Nation Apparel. You can find them at www.unicornnationapparel.com. They make magical clothing for magical people. Now let's get back to the show as we get ready to taste some Kentucky spirit that we found at Westport Whiskey and Wine. So let's uh, let's move on. Let's get to this Kentucky spirit here. Yeah, for sure. We'll pour more if it's not, I guess. So... This is Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It is uh, a single barrel from Wild Turkey. We got this particular single barrel at Westport Whiskey and Wine. It is a barrel pick uh, from them. And as uh, Tyler mentioned earlier, it is barrel number 19-0209. 
So, um, I think just kind of quickly for me, I do catch some floral notes to it. Maybe a little bit of citrus. What do you think on the on the nose? Definitely a sweeter taste to it. Yeah. Definitely a sweeter taste. I think what was interesting is we did do a little bit of a tasting of this when we were in the store. As I mentioned, they let you do those dollar tastes, and if you bought the bottle, you didn't have to pay for it. Um, so... Incredibly multitask. Incredibly... That's incredible. I don't zone out like you do. I can still talk. What, what's and, wrong with you? How do you do this? I've been doing it for years, man. So Tyler's calling me out because I'm checking emails as we're talking on the, uh, on the podcast here. So, but you, there's just no train of thought lost. No, I didn't. And you're, just, you're right. So... I just tasted Jealous. it. I think you're right. I think that sweetness on the nose actually transfers through to the flavor as well. Um, I definitely get some citrus. Now, did you take one or two? I just took one real quick, but I feel like my, the visceral stuff's already gone. I've, this is, we've had a, a few sips of bourbon this evening. See, I love that. Yeah. I th- very I, nutty to very, me. It, that's what I was getting ready to say. I, was, I think it's nutty as well. And I almost feel like there's a little bit of vanilla to it. Yes. So, yeah, second, second drink, same thing. I, you're right. There is a little bit of a nuttiness to it. I do like the, uh, the finish, too. It's very smooth. Um, depending on what your train of thought is for finish, it doesn't stay long in your throat. And I like that. I, I'm yes. not a big... It's very... Um, the... It's very light, if yeah. that makes sense. Like you know in the there. in the heaviness in your mouth, like it's light. Yeah, yeah it's it's which kind of viscous. is so surprising for a, a you know it's a single barrel, you know, hand pick. Sure, and I mean obviously they they've been doing a ton of hand picks, so they probably know what their flavor profile that they're looking for is. Um, but I, I mean, really, it's it's good. It's, to me, it, that's incredible. It's got a viscosity to it that it sits on your tongue. It, it coats yes, your tongue. But it just, it's so light. But it's smooth and light. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so yeah, what's, the, like what's the alcohol on it? It's not that high, right? Oh, it's, a, it's 101. Yeah, I was going to say it's over 100. Now, mind you, we just did back-to-back, you know. Right, we went from a high cask strength. Yeah. What was it, 122? No, Point, well, but we went from 138 to, to 122. You know what? I've heard different trains of thought, and I don't know how true this is, but I've heard... You go, you go weak to strong, and then you can you know manage that different uh, flavor, you know the additional uh, strength and stuff. Yeah. But I've also heard if you go really strong early, then it gets rid of that visceral reaction, goes away. Yes. And then you can really focus in on the flavors yeah. and the and the palate and stuff like that. So I feel like I'm more in that camp because yeah. the the few times I've done it, I've done low like I did a uh, an old Forester. Yeah. Um, flight. Yep. And I had I had all of the ones laid out, and I had them laid out not by the year that they're that's on their label, but by the proof. And I thought that way was fine, but I have noticed that you start to get the nuances out of the lower uh, proofs if you start with the higher proof. Yeah. When you go back down to the lower proofs, you start to the the alcohol isn't as much of a character. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So you start to taste the flavors out of it. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting for me. Now that doesn't really. It's almost like we should take a shot of vodka or like Everclear or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Take a shot of Everclear and then start. (laughs) So 
that was basically our trip uh, down the Bourbon Trail. Um, I, I'd say we kind of touched on some of this already, but what was probably your favorite overall experience on that trip? It doesn't have to be bourbon. doesn't have to be a distillery. Like, what was your favorite overall thing? The bar. Which, which one? Um, the Bluegrass yep, Bar? Bluegrass Tavern yeah. in Lexington. Uh, what did you like about that? What was what was so the biggest cool thing that? was like that was probably the most extensive and rare collection that I've ever seen. Crazy, and we're wasn't we're it? not even talking about like rare bottles, but like rare bottles from 1990. There were a lot of bottles. They had like the entire Booker's collection from 2018. Yeah. Well, they no, had, they had the entire Booker's collection from when it started. Since it started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Only That's except for like. one bottle, and it was 2016 is the one that they're missing. They were missing one from. T- You're right. I do yep. remember that now. But they also release no. Don't they release four every year? Four or five. Yeah. I, okay. I don't remember the number. So maybe it was five. one from 2016 that they're missing. I think that's what it was. I'm Back sure right. to now I, I forget it. when. Yeah. Um, now what did you have there? You had the Rock Hill Farms. Yep. Love that. They set the bottle right there with you. So that's kind of a cool experience. They put the bottle right at your, you know, your glass and just set it there as you're drinking. And what did I end up having? Did I have the Wild Turkey 101? Is that is that what I had? Uh, no, you had something a little bit better, I thought. Uh, let me look here. I've got a picture of it. So did you see anything there in their collection that really jumped out at you? I know you had the Rock Hill and that was kind of your your big thing for that. But what what did you... Uh, Off the top of my I head... Rare, I had the Rare Breed, uh, yeah, Barrel Proof. That's what yep. I had. Yeah. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, like nothing sticks out as far as like memory goes and, and what I saw that was just mind blowing to me. I mean, obviously they had, you know, all the pappies yeah, um, they did. and the um, Van Winkles. What I didn't like about the place was the price. The prices were crazy. Yes. It was really. Expensive. But you could find anything you wanted to. Now, like, what was the biggest surprise of that evening? Oh, so, <laughs> you know, I guess we haven't named the bars. Oh, no, we have. We have named the bar. Blue but, Rest Tavern. Yeah. So. Who cares? We're, we're Ohioans. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I always thought, maybe I was just under the assumption that, you know, you know, bars can't sell bottles. So I asked the guy, you know, I'm like, where do you get most of your bottles? And he was like, you know. Or maybe it's you that asked, like, hey, did you get them through this, you know, distributor? You where the he's one a, who started chatting. Yeah, about. yeah. So I asked him, and he's like, you know, we get them through distributor, through local shops. And I'm like, hey, you know, we're doing this little tour, but we're also looking for different um, local liquor stores that might have some, like, hidden gems. Not necessarily, like, high expensive stuff, but just some hidden gems that you can go there and find a bottle that, you know, you might not find anywhere else. So he's he like, just say, well, what are you looking for? Yeah. Well, you know, he was like, well, I usually go here. I usually go there. Um, oh yeah. I do. And that, yeah. he's like, well, what are you looking for? And I'm like, honestly, like the rock Hill that I, that I'm drinking right now is a bottle. I really wanted to like, obviously blends. And I was like, you know, it's crazy. Like I waited an hour and a half in line for blends you know, a month ago, you know, it was like he waited two and a half hours week, in yeah. line for a bottle that week. And he goes, Oh, you're looking for blends. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, you know, we like do bottle sales with our, I don't know if it was just bottle sales or with their, their barrel picks or whatever. Um, it, it could have been barrel pick cause that the bottle that I got's not. So he goes, let me ask my boss what I would sell a bottle of blends for. 
Um, and so he comes back and he's like, you know, I'd, I'd part with it for hundred bucks. And that's, and that's basically our threshold, right? Yes. Yes. For a for Blair, yes. I would never go over that. Yeah. I was, I was hesitant to even oh, spend that. Sure. But knowing how hard it's been to find. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, obviously it tastes great. Um, single wonder, barrel, but it's also I'm like, going to, like my biggest thing is I wonder if I'm going to continue the hunt after I get the full. I, I won't, you know, like yeah. if I came across, you know, maybe You'll when the, the great depression of bourbon ends, yeah, um, right. you know, if I came across it for MSRP and the shelves, like, sure, I would grab it. Sure. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't hunt for it. Yeah, um, I think once I finish the collection, I'll be in that same boat. I, yeah. I do enjoy it, but I'm not going to go yeah. wait two and a half hours. Like for me, it's the collection. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's getting the letters. Grown man Pokemon. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so, you know, you asked like, hey, would you do two bottles? And he's like, you know, let me ask. He's like, we have, you know, his, I know his, I his boss is like, yeah, his boss is like, how many do we have back there? And he's like, let me look. Comes back. He's like, we have 13. And his boss, like, they do some like little, you know, backroom talking away from us. And he and comes back. Go, and he's yeah, like, so my boss said I would do only one. So dude being a, a scholar and gentleman bought me one for my birthday. <laughs> well, happy birthday, man. Yep. That was, uh, I, I, honestly, it was a really fun trip. I don't know that I'd done a guy's trip like that in a yeah. while. So, you know, I, I, you know, I told Jillian, like, I don't know that I could have done that trip with anyone else. Um, a couple things. Um, you don't really have, like, a strong opinion on anything, like, doing things. <laughs> like, you're, you're, you're up for whatever. I'm very laid back. Yeah, I go you're like, hey, whatever, nothing annoys you. My wife like, loves yep. and hates that about yeah. me, <laughs> especially when it comes to choosing yeah. food. And also, um, you know, I was definitely the poor one of the two, and, and that, makes, that makes it nice because, like, you know, that whole trip, like, I wanted to do things, and you weren't there to say, like, hey. No, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to spend money on that. Because I definitely have friends that would have been like, no, that doesn't sound interesting. Sure. Or, I get you, like, yeah. I don't want to spend money on that. Like, so that was cool that we basically, it was like, oh, in a way, a free for all yeah. of like, we're, we're actually going <laughs> to enjoy this. We're going to spend the money that we want to and enjoy this. Right. Um, and we did spend some money for sure, but we walked away with pretty much everything that we went down there to, to get. And yeah, I can't. Um, I mean, honestly, minus me getting a bottle of Blanton's, there was really nothing yeah. that I wanted. That there were a few things that I didn't know I wanted. Yeah, for <laughs> until sure. Like, I got uh, there, like the Kentucky Spirit. Yeah, Kentucky Spirit. I didn't. Well, that's because I've had rare breeds so many times that I was like, yeah. well, I'd never know, had their single Spirit. barrel has got to be phenomenal of the yeah, rare breeds. It was really I, good. That's it's one of the, you know, in my opinion, one of the best bottles you can get. It's like forty bucks. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I've, yeah. I've opened mine at home as well. Uh, we both had, did you use the for a gift, the, the signed one? Yeah, yeah. So I gave the, uh, the signed bottle from Jimmy Russell. I gave that to Adam. So I bought two bottles as well, both for myself. Um, one from Westport Whiskey and Wine and one also from the Wild Turkey gift shop because we didn't know we were going to go yeah. there. I probably wouldn't have bought it at Westport Whiskey and Wine. Yeah. Um, and the Jimmy Russell one. But you might still have it being a barrel pick because you you like your barrel picks. I do. I do. It's kind of cool. And it's like or a neat little pick. thing to see the different flavor profiles. Yes. Like I, what I'd like to do is do a, um, probably when I get close to finishing this one, the one that's from Westport Whiskey and Wine, I'll probably open the other one so, and do a side by side. Oh, yeah. So here's the crazy thing is Adam, like, you know, a couple of days after I'm like, hey, did you open up your single barrel or, you know, Kentucky Spirit? And he said, yeah, I did. Honestly. 
He goes, I don't, I don't like it as much as the rare breed. You know, rare breed is a blend. Yeah. Um, it's just, well, it's I want to say by uh, Jimmy and Eddie Russell yeah. or one of the two anyway. Sure. Um, and I, it's, it's barrel proof, right? Uh, the rare breed. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. So, um, it's, I wonder yeah, it's what the, what's the, what's the, uh, what's the proof on it? Do, can you read it's it? It's probably dependent on. So I think it's actually barrels. higher than this one. It probably is if it's barrel proof. Yeah. I would assume because single barrel doesn't mean barrel yes, proof. They exactly. might cut it down. Yeah. And this is only a hundred point. 101. Or 101. Yeah. So that's very typical. Like, yeah. Their, so it's probably. They'll not, cut down the single barrel. Yeah. Barrel proof. Because you can have it. single barrel barrel proof. Sure. You can, but yep. this one's not that. Yeah. So. And I told Adam, I'm like, well, one, like, it could be the fact that it's blended. Yeah. Um, it, and that leads You're into get a lot like more consistent yeah, flavor that way, or liking liking rare breed. And I said, your barrel, like your single barrel bottle, might be completely different than mine. Yeah. That's uniqueness of it Should being have a single him bring barrel. Bring it over and do a side by side. Exactly. You know, he might love mine. Like he might have a, you know, and I was I was actually surprised that he liked the barrel proof, it being a higher alcohol content. Yeah. But, you know, there could be something about the single a barrel that he was like, like hey. A lot of people like that extra kick. And a lot of people like that ability to cut it down if they want to. That yes. flexibility, if it's, you know, 120 proof, to be able to bring it down with a cube of ice. And kind of like we did with the cask. Yeah. Because if you, put, a, if you put ice in that, you know, that's going to bring it down quite a bit. Yeah, so probably like you, down to like an 80 or yeah. maybe even lower. But, yeah. So let's just, you, you spoke about we uh, did some damage. So let's uh, let's talk about that. I know I don't know if you have a listing of what you bought, but I did. So at Buffalo Trace, I bought Buffalo Trace E H Taylor Small Batch yep. Eagle Rare and Wheatley yep. for my wife. At Old Forester, I bought 1910 and Statesman. At Angels Envy, I bought the Cask Strength. At Maker's Mark, I got the Maker's 101. Yeah. That was a surprise when I wasn't planning on getting anything there, um, because I didn't think they'd have the Maker's 101. Yeah. But I ended up getting that. At Willet, I got the uh, Rowan's Creek. Um, I didn't get the Noah's Mill. It was a little more expensive, and I was tra- at that point I was starting yeah, to yeah, think we're about like, the yeah. pricing of everything. Um, and then we went to Heaven Hill. Didn't buy anything. We just looked around. Uh, Four Roses. I got the small batch select. I almost got the single barrel with the special uh, with the special recipe. They don't normally make it in. Uh, then at Woodford Reserve, the last time I went, I got the three grain. That wasn't uh, this trip. Uh, and then Wild Turkey, I got the Kentucky Spirit single barrel signed by Jimmy Russell. And then at Westport Whiskey and Wine, I got another bottle of the Kentucky yeah. Spirit. So, but that was, I mean, you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. I think that ended up being 12 or so, 13 bottles, I believe. Yeah. So I walked away with E.H. Taylor and uh, Buffalo Trace. I actually only walked away with one bottle. Um, of which? of buffalo trace because i think it, so i actually originally bought two yeah and then adam told me he want two and i was like Ugh. like you know I'm, I'm I'm kind of on the upper echelon of what i wanted to spend so i just yeah. went and got one and kept that for myself and gave the other two to adam um and then got her because i also got an eagle rare and i wasn't originally planning on getting like their you know two of their higher end bottles it yeah. was just like hoping so small batch e- yeah e- yeah or, or like or single eagle yeah or something yeah like that. yeah so the fact that we got two, I was like, okay, well, you know, that helps. Um, I knew Maker's Mark had the 101, so I knew that was a bottle I wanted. Um, original plan wasn't to stop at Old Forester. Right. So I wasn't going to get anything from there. Because, we, wait, no, we were going to stop at Old Forester. We weren't going to stop at Angel's Envy. Is what a- we Angel's Envy, yes. So I didn't know that I was going to get a bottle from there. That was a little bit of a... Did you get something at Old Forester? Yeah, I got the 1910. Okay. Have you um, opened that yet? 
What? Have you opened it yet? No. Um, and that's so that's a bottle that I didn't think that I would get anything from Old Forester. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Old Forester. Yeah. They're one of my top places. So I wasn't 100% sure that I would get a bottle from there, but then I, you know, they had, they had plenty of 1910. They had a ton of it. And I was Surprise like, well, you me, can't yeah. really, it's a little bit harder to get in Ohio. It's so I'll just get a get bottle. Yeah. I'll get a bottle, you know, while it's here. Um, obviously, I wanted a Blanton's. Um, you know, you got that as a gift. So uh, that was nice. The, yep. Your wife bought you the Rowan's Creek. And what was the other one that she got? The, oh, she got this for you, too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The Kentucky, Kentucky Spirit. Spirit. So in the Kentucky Spirit, I wasn't planning on getting either. Right. So, you know, I thought in my mind that I would, I would go down and get like five or six bottles and then ended up getting 10 or 11. <laughs> uh, obviously, I have, I have you know, a feeling that the yeah. trail has a way of, yes, of doing yes, that to yeah. you. Ooh, there's that bottle. Ooh, there's, and that's what we do. <laughs> I really had to hold myself back at Four Roses and I'm really surprised I didn't get anything. I did too. I ended up just getting a Glencairn in the small batch select. I, I wanted more. I wanted because, a lot more. Because I there's so many times like I've wanted to pull the trigger on single barrel, but I'm like, oh, I'm looking for this bottle. So yeah. like I would never get it. And then we were there and they had single barrel um, barrel proof. And they also had uh, small batch select. So two bottles that you, you can't really get in, you can't get in Ohio. Right. So that I didn't pull the trigger on. Um, and I think it's because they were a little bit, a little bit more expensive. Like the, the small batch select was what? Well, the small batch, small batch select we can't get in Ohio. Yeah. That's why was I like, got What that. was that? 62? No, no, it was, uh, I think it was 60. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And then the other one was what? 72? The single barrel was only 49, I think. No, no. The single barrel barrel proof was was the most well I the thought. barrel proof one yeah you're right they had regular single barrel yes. then they had single barrel yeah the barrel proof was like you're i think yeah. you're right I think so nothing like you know if they would have had the single barrel barrel proof at like 40 bucks i would have gotten it yeah um obviously i wasn't gonna get the regular single barrel because you get that ohio um but definitely if i go back down four roses will be a stop and just to grab a bottle well what's funny is by the time we had gotten to four roses before we got there, I was convinced I was was not getting anything else that trip. Yeah, I was done. You were like, no. I'd already no. done ten or eleven bottles. Yep. And then I saw the small batch select, and, I and this like, was before a... Wild Turkey. Yeah, and then at Wild Turkey, <laughs> if it weren't for Jimmy Russell sitting there, because I already had the Kentucky Spirit, I wouldn't have gotten anything there either. Yeah. But he was sitting there signing bottles, and then we went and had that uh, uh, cocktail. That cocktail that was good. Um, and it was just it was a cool place yep. having that that bar there, and then the. They remember they gave me the they had those three bottles of uh, some special release. It was like a. But it wasn't out like on the shelves or. It anything. wasn't out on the shelves. One of them was, but the other two were sold out. But they still had they still had them behind the bar. Yeah. And I started chatting up the bartenders, and they gave me the the drinks of those, and I don't remember what they were called. Uh, they were like three, like they were the smaller bottles, like three seventy five, you know, not the like the fifths, not yeah, the yeah. not the, the regular size, and um. What was really cool about that is they, they had the history behind them. They had found recipes of like old, you know, uh, places around, you know, Kentucky. Yeah. And re-engineered them from scratch, basically using their own like yeah, yeast, yeah. but, uh, and their own grains and stuff, but basically their percentage mash bill and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, so that was really neat. They gave me those for free, just a quick That's tasting nice. of them. That's nice. So that was cool. So when I left Wild Turkey, that was probably the... 
happiest I think I was. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we had had a cocktail. We had had, I had had three tastings. Yeah, I didn't and, have And a cocktail. Tastings. Yeah, you yeah. were on the phone, I think, talking to your mom yeah. at that point. Um, but, uh, and I just went in to get our glasses cleaned, remember? That's why I yep. went in there. And then they just started talking to yeah, me. Yeah, I was like, I was done with my drink. I'm like, yeah. you see if they'll wash this off. Yeah, and they ended up giving us, I don't know if I told you this, they ended up giving us two new glasses. Oh, really? Yeah. They're just like, here. Yeah. I they didn't just know that. gave I us those and then took the other ones and cleaned Mine's them. Mine's right there? Yep. I've got mine. I've been drinking out of it too. So, so that was, and I love the glassware. That's one of the cool things for me. I, I like the glassware. Yes. And uh, I think, you know, getting the Glen Cairns, getting the rocks glasses, stuff like that, that's kind of cool for me. And they have the laser etch stuff. You yeah. Know? So it's kind of neat for me to see that. And it reminds me of where we've been. You definitely like uh, Glen Cairns a little bit more than I do. Well, the reason I like them is you can take the glass, tilt it almost 90 degrees, and look. Now you can get your nose in there, and that's the whole design of it. Yeah. So I've got it tilted 90 degrees, and none of it's pouring out. True. And that's kind of the whole yeah. reason. Now you can get your nose in there, and now you can smell it. Yeah. And so your nose is over top of it while you're breathing through your mouth, and it just kind of pulls that through. You're right. You're right. And that's why I like it. Yeah. The rock splash, you can't do that because it'll pour out if you do that. Yeah. Now you can get your nose in there a little more, but it's, it's just It's really hard to mix Coke. With this, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the idea for these is to drink them neat, maybe a cube of ice. So, all right. So I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining in again. Um, I'm Dude, and I'm joined again. I'm Tyler. Yeah, by Tyler. And uh, what is it? Another day, another pour, right? Yep. Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please follow us. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, pretty much anywhere that you can find podcasts. We are there. Join in next week when we discuss more bourbons, where we've looked, what we've found, and maybe we'll talk about a blind tasting challenge that we just took part in over the last 13 days.